The following is a WGTE breaking news flash. Reports are coming in from all over the world that cows have suddenly started to fly. Yes, you heard that right. Cows are sprouting wings and taking to the skies, causing widespread confusion and panic. In New York City, a herd of cows was seen hovering over Times Square, causing gridlock on the streets below. In London, the Queen's guards were reportedly startled by a cow that flew over their heads during the changing of the guard ceremony. Scientists are baffled by this sudden phenomenon, with some speculating that it may be caused by an extraterrestrial intervention or a sudden mutation in the cow's genetic makeup. Farmers around the world are also reporting that their cows are taking off at random times, leaving them scratching their heads and wondering what to do next. In other news, pigs still can't fly. For WGTE News, I'm just kidding. This is Toledo Symphony Lab, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of classical music from WGTE Public Media and your Toledo Symphony. I'm Brad Cresswell, and joining me today in the studio are the Toledo Symphony's principal second violin and artistic administrator, Moen Sue. We also have our friend Mickey Emsch here with us, and a return guest, our old friend Tony Geftis from 13ABC Action News is here. And also we have a first-time symphony labber, that would be Derek Emsch. I have a fanfare for everybody, if I can get it here. <laughs> Ooh. Fittingly heroic. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, don't expect too much. I mean, that was the pinnacle of the show right there. It is our April Fool's Day episode, and we've got a full house here in the studio, some new faces and some older faces that we've welcomed hey, back from time to time. wait a second. Yeah, I thought of that immediately <laughs> when I said older faces. I was just waiting for the, you know, the cat calls. But the Waldorf I, and Statler over at the <laughs> side of the studio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't get him started. No, no. So uh, I noticed that uh, Derek and Mickey, you both have the same last name. You want to tell us what that is about? I have a little music for you first. We we have the same last name? Hold on. It's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> April Fool. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, we do have the same last name, um, and we try to uh, keep this secret from our work colleagues. So, <laughs> Merwin, surprise, uh, we are, in fact, married. <gasps> Scandalous. Oh. Yeah. How Betrothed. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. But uh, also, Mickey is a singer, and you're a clarinet player, right? That's right, yes. Okay, well, we're going to hear all about that now, because what we normally do with newbies for Toledo Symphony Lab is we have them tell their story. Now, Mickey has done this several times, so you may have <laughs> collaborated a little bit and, and, you know, gotten a little heads up as to what to expect. But I do have some music for you. Let me pull that up. Okay, so... That was not what I expected for <laughs> Derek's music. It's fantastic. It never is. Wow. Okay. This is level three on Mario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I'm skipping down, uh, just trying to look for the mushrooms. Um, All right, Derek. So, Take it away. Yeah, so thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, I am uh, 
Uh, I work at Tappa. Um, as far as uh, the last name situation, um, that happened. I was um, a, a student at BGSU uh, in the doctoral program, and we were happening to uh, play together in... Uh, you told me I was flat. <laughs> it was... You were right. <laughs> you were right. It was on Tehalim. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Steve the, Reich. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we did a Tehalim for a new music festival. Uh, how many years ago was that? Four, four years ago? It, it, it's a good way to, to track our, our relationship. Uh, it was four or five years ago. Yeah. Um, it was a good time. And yeah, uh, before <laughs> Bowling Green, uh, I was uh, at my master's in Southern Illinois University down in Carbondale, Illinois. That's yeah. his first encounter with Seuss. <laughs> with yeah. what? Zeus? Seuss, S-I-U. Oh, uh, Seuss, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that I'm you're a, a Seuss. I'm a big fan of Southern <laughs> University. <laughs> okay. All right, Derek, don't let us stop University. you. It, yeah, it was, it was there down in Carbondale where I um, got my love for uh, Steve Reich and similar, uh, similar musics. Um, uh, and before that, I was at Youngstown State University um, getting a, an undergraduate in music performance. Um, and before that, I was in Hubbard, Ohio, growing up. As okay, a, you know what? I've, I've got a much better story here for you. <laughs> oh no! This was actually from our friend Chat GPT. This is your uh, this is your story. Why don't you read that one? For oh, I'd us? love to. And let me let me pull up a little different music for you okay. here. Okay. Derek was born into a family of musicians. Despite that, he decided early on that he wanted to play the clarinet. From a young age, Derek was obsessed with the clarinet. He would sneak into the studio and practice for hours on end, honking and squawking away until his lips turned blue. Wow, this is pretty true so far. Derek's first few gigs were in seedy bars and underground clubs. Yes, as a child. Uh, where he would play for tips and free drinks. Yep, he quickly gained a reputation for his wild energy performances and his tendency to jump off the stage and play in the middle of the crowd how did you find out about that <laughs> as Derek's fame grew so did his ego he began demanding outrageous things in his contract like a bowl of M&Ms with all the brown ones removed and a live tiger in his dressing room he even <laughs> once refused to play a gig because the stage wasn't positioned at the exact angle he wanted yeah yeah. Wait, that's why you wouldn't play? Yeah. <laughs> this so was in the Great Gallery. The truth we comes couldn't out. just move the gallery. <laughs> I had to move the gallery. It Typical was, of a clarinet player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're known divas. It was the hard klezmer childhood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good name for a band. Hard klezmer childhood. Sorry, Derek. <laughs> uh, despite his unorthodox behavior, Derek continued to be a popular act, and his music inspired a new generation of clarinet enthusiasts. His wild solos and theatrical performances earned him the nickname The Clarinet King, and he became a fixture on PBS TV, Richard Stoltzman, Eat Your Heart Out, especially during the pledge drives. <laughs> Sadly, Derek's wild, li wild lifestyle eventually caught up with him. He was found passed out in his dressing room after a particularly wild night of partying, clutching his clarinet to his chest. Though his music lives on, his legend is forever immortalized in the annals of clarinet history. 
Did you die? <laughs> that was Everybody a weird check ending. Their life insurance policy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the twist. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. It was really interesting because in all the, all the uh, years that we've done the stories, I think Derek was the first person to do a story in reverse chronological order. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then with we most chat recent, GPT'd yeah. it, and then he died, and then came back to life. It was it's like a Tarantino. <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah. was. All right, we'll see you next week then. I have limited experience with ChatGPT. I don't really know. So did you feed it just a couple of I fed it a prompt, and I said, you know, write a story about a clarinet player named Derek. A short biography, that's what I asked Uh, him to do. That was it? Yeah, and I said, make it funny and satirical, and um, we got what we got. How how close do you think, uh, Mickey, that was to Derek's true life story? Honestly... Yeah, no, that's that's accurate. There were more like train tracks that you were near in childhood, more than seedy bars, but yeah, yeah, there were some some interesting abandoned tunnels uh, yeah. that could be described as seedy. Uh, but there there are some seedy bars in there too. Sure, that um, sounds interesting. I want to hear about the train tracks and the tunnels and yeah. the seedy bars. Good acoustics in the. Oh yeah, train when you say CD bars. Acoustics. You don't mean like compact disc, it was right? Boom, you, bring your own boombox. Uh, <laughs> no, it was um, uh, Carbondale, Illinois has a really um, uh, strong uh, uh, hippie population, for lack of a better word. Um, and uh, so CD bars refer to um, trees. Oh, seeds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's go around and and tell some stories. I got a couple of questions for you. First of all, have you ever been pranked, right? And it doesn't necessarily have to be April Fool's, but does anything stand out in your memory, either having been pranked or that you played a prank on somebody else? Merwin, you want to chime in? I have a little music for you. I have a whole series of pranked themes here. All right, Merlin, let's hear from you. <laughs> Actually, that's a piece that Derek and I played together in concert. <laughs> um, Tonight, yeah. as a matter of fact. Um, I'm not 100% sure I should admit this on the radio, but Ooh. that's the perfect type of prank, I guess. So this yeah. was um, my freshman year in college, and I had these um, Chinese candies that were called Hoflakes, um, but they were only labeled in Chinese, so I convinced um, my fellow um, dorm mates that if you held them under your lip um, and, uh, between your lip and your tongue until they dissolved that they would see mild hallucinations and it got a couple of people who were like well they're not very strong but the colors are very vivid oh, wow. did you charge them for them no no I was okay. I was I was very you know very kind and gentle. it was a Canadian university oh, okay. yeah. well Canadian practical jokes yes right? yes <laughs> Tony, you want to take over? Let me sure. get some... Uh, I know it sounds like the last piece, but it's a little bit different here. Well, I have two stories. One happened to me, one is notorious in my family, because I've, I've continued it on it with happened to my brother. Uh, the one that happened to me, of course, happened at band camp in sure. high school. I was the prankster. I was always pulling pranks on people, and I was always, like, the first to fall asleep and the heaviest sleeper. So I woke up. And all of my clothes, including underwear, were duct taped to the ceiling <laughs> in various parts of the <laughs> cabin. It was a big, you know, bunk bed barracks, so it was all over the place. I had to go around and take it all down from the ceiling. So nice. that was a pretty wow. good prank. I thought that was, you know, kind and gentle. Um, Yay! The, the one that my brother pulled when he was in a fraternity, he was in Kaisai at uh, University of Michigan, and they 
took a bowling ball, and this is what engineers do. They took a bowling ball and put it on someone's pillow, and they tied the pillow to a brick and put the brick out the window. So when the guy came home late at night and was like, why is there a bowling ball? And he lifted it up and the pillow went all the way across the room and out the window. And then everybody went, oh, magic bowling ball. <laughs> Wait, how did it go? It was, oh, magic bowling ball. It was a magic bowling ball of mystery. So I always tell this story to my kids. We just, we love the magic bowling ball story because it's, it's so creative. It sounds like a children's book, you know. You, you already wrote that one book. Uh, about the uh, Valentine's or yeah. Valentine's Day book, it, you could do the magic bowling ball as another book. <laughs> the magic bowling that ball. That is just a diabolical prank for me. I think that's yeah. a good one. Excellent. Let me pull up some different music for you, Mickey. Oh gosh. That's kind of sneaky. So it, well, I it hope is you have sneaky. a sneaky story. It's not the thing about the Millers. Uh, in my family, we weren't terribly sneaky about it, and we're never terribly mean, but we just gift each other things that aren't great. We so should, We should mention that Miller is your name my, before... Yes, yes it's true. Um, once Derek. upon a time. Um, yeah, my brother and I give each other potatoes a lot, um, <laughs> but like he had done it when he packed my lunch as a kid, and he, re- he gave me a raw potato in my lunch and wrote, uh, have a great day in Sharpie. <laughs> so we've started doing that in like each other's stockings and things. We just give each other potatoes. That's cute. It, yeah, Aww. so Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. It's on a potato. <laughs> you can mail a potato, too, and he's in St. Louis, so... Nice. Everybody mail your potatoes. We'll put his address on our website. <laughs> okay, sounds great. <laughs> this will be thrilled. Just in time for April Fool's Day. <laughs> what do you say, Derek? Oh, I have more music for you. Oh, Here we go. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. High energy. Yeah. So, uh, I've also um, got a uh, band camp story, in fact. Uh, two. So, one... Um, my friends and I, when we were seniors, um, we toilet papered the practice field uh, the last night, um, and then you know freshmen had to clean it up the next day. Uh, classic, classic prank. The other, the other fun one that I wanted to mention was um, m- m- one of my friends uh, that we were we were bunking with. He wanted nothing more than to be hazed. Like he wanted the experience to be <laughs> hazed around with band camp. Sign that said "Haze me" attached to his back. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. More, yeah. Um, Don't haze me, bro. <laughs> so, uh, what we did uh, was we just we saran wrapped him. Uh, okay. Yeah. Just That's come out. Yeah, not saran wrap mummy. I just want to point that out. Not over the mouth and nose. Not over the <laughs> mouth and nose. No, we were. We Don't were try kind. this at home. It was. It was it was kind it was approaching a Canadian prank you know and that he uh, wanted right. it and we did not suffocate him <laughs> so you know, we're very polite <laughs> yes. oh, nice is that the story that's the story yeah he, uh, he liked it very much I was thinking about this and I've I've pulled so many pranks and I've had you know the typical pranks in college like where they put they entirely tape your door with see through tape you know and you walk into it that kind of thing. Um, that's happened to me, and I've done it to other people. I, I'm curious, like, are married couples allowed to play pranks on each other? Um, allowed. Do it, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, is that a there, thing? There, there is this fun thing that we do. Is it? <laughs> um, uh-oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> so evidently, you only do one fun thing because yes, that's what Mickey was reacting to. Yeah, just the one fun thing. I'm, okay. I'm just nervous. Yeah. Let's hear what, what is, it is. What is it? Uh, so um, we'll like misplace things, or like you know, we'll like use something, and then we won't put it back where it goes. 
Um, and passive aggressive. It's and we get and yeah, we get frustrated with each other it's naturally. Very funny. Like, you use the thing, put it back. Come on. So, so what we do? So if if I find <laughs> it so turned like, into a bit really early on. Yeah. So like if if I'm using you know if, if I if I'm using something and I don't put it back, then I I'll like I'll find it on my pillow later that no, night. No, in like yeah. In in the pillow. Or if I use something that you're like, this is where it goes, then um, yeah, either way. So like Cetaphil goes in one spot, and then it'll wind up. If it wasn't in the spot, you're like, where is it? And then you'll just find it uh, in the dish cabinet. Yep. It's a dumb bit. <laughs> we yeah. just hide things from each other. Wow. I can tell just by the way you're talking that you don't have kids. Yeah, no. <laughs> this is this is all gonna end. We are professional when, auntie and uncle. <laughs> when kids enter the picture, none of that is gonna happen anymore because there will be things everywhere. Yeah, you know? then it's then it's uh, not a not a funny joke. It's, uh... <laughs> then you just need to get to soccer practice. <laughs> yeah. Tony, I've got another news flash for you. Go ahead and read that. This is the first time I should mention that that Tony has seen these. The following is a WGTE breaking news flash. A group of penguins have been spotted taking over a radio station near downtown Toledo. Eyewitnesses report that the penguins are wearing tiny suits and appear to be in charge of the station's operations. Authorities are currently on scene attempting to negotiate with the penguin leaders who have demanded a lifetime supply of fish. In response to this situation, local businesses have started offering discounts on fish to appease their penguin overlords. Civilians are advised to stay away from the station until the situation is resolved. Reporting for WGTE Fake News, I'm Tony Geppis. Yay! Well, I, did, I didn't say they were all going to be, you know, top-notch, but it's a little fun to hear that, especially to hear you read it, Tony. Were those chat GPT generated? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My job has gotten real easy now. I just sit in front of the computer and say, hey, write this for me. Wow. <laughs> Chat GPT does it. That's amazing. Yeah, I have a quiz a little bit later in the program, but uh, we can talk a little bit more about April Fools. I mean, do you guys have any specific plans? Do you do anything on April Fools' Day? Do you have any traditions maybe that align with April Fools? Well, I just found out somebody sent to me an entirely AI programmed orchestra season. And part of me really wanted to release that to the world as our new season. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> but I'm going to text Vanessa real fast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would I'm, be cool. I think, unfortunately, um, you know, with any sort of season launch, our, people's nerves are already a little frayed, so I don't think it would land very well. But I did see this season and think, hmm, maybe we should do a quick pivot just for kids. You could just <laughs> do a social media post, you know, as an April Fool's Day prank. Oh, yeah, say, social oh, media yeah. and April Fool's go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing. Especially with professional organizations. Right, that's that's one thing we shy away from, for sure, in the news business, because somebody <laughs> might see it a couple days later, so you just never know. Yeah. It's yeah. been actually, um, you know, used reasonably well in the orchestra world. I think min the Minnesota Orchestra announced with, you know, I think some good, some pretty good Photoshop, uh, an Antarctica tour. And that was just the right, right amount of mm. harmlessness that, like, you know, nobody would be I think particularly I have, hurt. Yeah, I, I enjoyed have music that for that, too. Mm. It's the Penguin Dirge. <laughs> they would be dressed warmly. They're from Minnesota. Come on. It's fine. No, they're just trying along. You're not very along. optimistic. <laughs> Anyway. They would have penguins to help. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. You were saying? 
I wasn't listening, but you were saying you were talking about something. <laughs> you, were, you were busy providing soundtracks. Yeah, I feel like a good prank though. It has to be in person. So yeah, it's not yeah, one of those that you try to prank people online. You have to do it to someone in person. Physical jokes are the best. You have to enjoy it up close. What is your pranking legacy, Tony? I mean, if you were, is it something that you're known for, or is it? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> really. Um, I used to impersonate people at work and call them on their phones. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, I, I want to hear this story. Well, I, I, I mean, I sounded a lot like several. I could I sound like several people at work and I knew and we would them. we would get into Tony impressions if we if we went down that path, <laughs> right? So just say a name and, and let's hear what they sound like. Oh, uh, well, our our former news director kind he kind of talked like this, so I would <laughs> that's like call Kermit them the and I would say. You know, uh, what you're doing out there is it's great, but it's not great. You know, and I would call a reporter on the scene, and then they would think it was my boss. <laughs> Here's some nice music. sort of delightful. <laughs> but we don't have as many characters around the newsroom these days, so it's harder to pull pranks. This is kind of our Mr. Rogers knockoff music that's going on here in the background. I'm going to play this, Tony. I want you, you, you to... I know that you have a few favorite characters that oh, are... Oh, wow that are Muppets and maybe we can record an answering machine <laughs> message <laughs> and, and we can use this on our phone line okay let me start again okay thank you for calling WJTE Studios we cannot answer the phone because we can't pick it up I don't know why they gave me these fuzzy hands with no thumbs why? Anyway, Elmo loves the messages, so leave them. Kiss, kiss. <laughs> okay. All right, thanks. Does anybody want to leave a message for Elmo? I, you know, I, I love your Elmo because it always sounds a little bit like it's going to morph into Pee Wee Herman yeah, in a second, it's, right? it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Elmo <laughs> Herman. I used, to, <laughs> so I used to, when the kids were little, I would say, Here's a switch. Elmo's going to tickle you to death. And they thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so when are we going to see when are we going to see some little emshes running around? You know, I will say that is a thing on social media that is an April Fool like no-no in general yeah. when folks uh, there for a yeah. while in the early days of Facebook, they would make it like, "Hey, maybe there's a we got a puppy, but it's a person, but maybe yeah. don't yeah. do that. Yeah. That's not cute." April Fools <laughs> no-nos. That yeah. that would be good to to briefly talk about because you know a lot of people don't know necessarily where to draw the line i'm thinking of like and this is totally unrelated um the actor from star trek will wheaton at one (laughs) point when he was kind of you know low in his career he announced as an april fool's joke that he was going to be making a return to star trek and this whole thing and 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 Everybody took him seriously, right? Nobody looked at the April 1st date. It's like you say, Tony, they might see it a few days later. And uh, that caused a big uh, a big headache for him having to mm-hmm. go and apologize to everybody, not the least of which were the producers at Star Trek. But there are definitely, I think, I startle like nobody's cross. business. Don't sneak up on me. I, I, I come out swinging. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> not fun. That would make a good series of videos. I was brainstorming just maybe if you have some sort of random thing, object that you could say is now a part of the symphony, you know, like a cowbell is going to be front and center or something. (laughs) Principal cowbell. Something, yeah, yeah. Uh, That That, could be a good Actually, you're right. I think principal cowbell. Principal kazoo? 
Yeah. Oh, oh principal yeah. kazoo. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I know. Well, we've had kazoos on this show before. It's true. <laughs> we don't have a hurdy gurdiest yet. Excellent. Yeah. Or slide whistle. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. we have slide whistles. Mm-hmm. You that, have, that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have a principal slide whistler? I believe that is a doubling <laughs> fee. You, yeah, you it's get a doubling. Ex- yeah. You get paid extra to do mm-hmm. s- to do slide whistle. Depending <laughs> on if you have to hit it with implements, too. Okay. Pretty, pretty. I think that's... That, yeah. that could be... That That would actually be the right, uh, the right blend of not really believable, but still funny. What is a hurdy-gurdy? Yeah. It's a... It's a silly name for just a beautiful instrument, I think, really. Yeah, but it's a crank. I, uh, yeah, I'm miming on radio. That's not helpful. Uh, <laughs> Two words. Yeah, the, First usually word a monkey's hurting. involved. Um, Two syllables. Yeah. 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 Does it work on? It, it works on friction, I think. Uh, so like the. But it's not like, like an, not like an organ grinder. Yeah, no, not it quite is. like an organ grinder. It, but, but think of it like an organ okay. grinder. But there, there's like there's like without s- the monkey. strings under tension, I think, and then you yeah. can like. Yeah. All of our strings are under tension. Oh yeah. <laughs> what What about the that one that's true. like a mallet and it, it you just pull it back and goes and like hits something? What's that called? I don't know what it's called, but it is part of our percussion section. Yeah, maybe you could that have the principal boing-oing-oing-oing-doing guy. I think that would be a, an yeah. official title. <laughs> <laughs> the principal boing-oing-oing-oing-oing-guest. <laughs> yes, indeed. Okay, but we digress, as we say. I've got a little game here called Headlines, and it's a one true, uh, two false edition. So I'm going to read you three headlines, and you decide only which one, one of them is, is the, true. The fake one. No, oh. only one. One of them is fake. Two are real. Did I do that the wrong way? You totally did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I could make it a short quiz and just pick out the fake one. So you have to choose which one is fake. Okay. Okay. So these are pretty good, actually. All right. The first trio is as follows. Scientists discovered new species of monkey in the Amazon rainforest. Forest. Uh, the Biden administration announces 1.29 trillion stimulus plan to help aid economic recovery, or massive solar flare disrupts communication systems around the world. Now, don't tell me which one you say is the fake one until we get to the end. So, second version here is world leaders agree to ban all single-use plastic by 2030. Scientists discover new species of deep-sea octopus in the Pacific Ocean, and Elon Musk hints at plans to run for national office. Okay, here's your third group. COVID-19 cases surge in Europe as Omicron variant spreads. I should have had you read these, Tony. You're so much better at it. Okay. Uh, Pro-democracy protesters clash with police in Myanmar, and study finds that drinking coffee can help you lose weight. All right. Major retailer announces plan to start accepting Bitcoin as payment. Celebrity couple Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie reunite in secret wedding ceremony. <laughs> or NASA confirms existence of alien life on Mars. Now remember, these can be all of the above or none of the above, right? That's the rule in any kind of quiz that I have. So if we roll the clock back and go to the first one, A, B, or C... Uh, did anybody choose A? Yeah. What, what, what was A? A was monkeys. scientists discover a new species of monkey in the Amazon rainforest. That was the uh, fake one. So whoever chose that is the winner Keeping of the up on monkey news. Yeah. Yay. 
second one is the fake I, headline. Go ahead. I was confused at first. I was like, the solar flare was the real story. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, the, I think the stimulus was also, that's why. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm catching up now. Yeah, so I, I meant Spot to do the that. Fake. I did it backwards. <laughs> Spot the fake. Uh, the second uh, grouping was uh, the third one. Elon Musk has plans to run for national office. As far as I know, that, that is right. a fake headline. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your next one. COVID-19 cases, pro-democracy protesters, or coffee losing weight. The fake one was coffee losing weight. Well, I've, I've heard that it could help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, definitely. So that's anecdotally. Is <laughs> Status as a diuretic would oh, help God. with weight, weight loss. Right? I would imagine you just chug it and hop on the treadmill. Yeah. Okay, the final one. Major retailer announces plan to start accepting Bitcoin as payment. Celebrity couple Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie reunite in secret wedding ceremony. Or NASA confirms the existence of alien life on Mars. Would you choose, Merwin? I said all of them were fake. Yes, all were fake. Yay! So I'm, you know, I'm leaving it up to you guys to decide who won that round. Doesn't the guest always win? Yeah. Derek yeah. wins. Oh, it's... Hey! Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah, but Tony is also a guest. Nah, that's okay. also a guest. I was, I was convinced somebody is accepting Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they're a major retailer, but I'm sure someone is. I was more prepared to believe the life on Mars than the Angelina. Right. There is <laughs> evidence <laughs> of Brad Pitt on See? Mars. Yeah. yeah. You could combine them all into one. Angelina Matt, taking Matt Bitcoin on Mars. On Mars. Yeah. 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 The good news is, is that a major retailer is now accepting Bitcoin. The bad news is that they are on Mars, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's. <laughs> If you have to explain the joke, then it's... it's it was a fun. Sears. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Used to be a Sears. Let me ask you guys, have you ever had a, a prank played on you that you fell for yourself, you know, that you bought into? I was trying to remember this, but you did a Halloween story that I totally bought. What was that? It was... I only remember at the end you were climbing a fence and somebody was climbing oh, right. my leg and they were pulling <laughs> yeah. my leg. And I totally bought that story. 100%. Yeah. So I fell for what, that one. What's funny is my daughter, when she was five, she heard that story from me and she was like, that's a fake story right before I even got to the end. So Great. Thanks. <laughs> so a five-year-old so our, outwitted you, Merwin, is what he's saying. It's so a trusting a, Canadian nature. The quota for humiliation. <laughs> yeah. Go figure. Tony, what about you? Have you have your kids ever pranked you or anybody else that you? I, I pass. No, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. We don't do a lot of pranks in our house. So. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I thought your house would be a veritable fount of pranks. You would right? think. You would think. Mickey or or Mickey and Derek together. I mean, have mm-hmm. you ever fallen for a a prank? Probably, but I mean, the closest that I know I didn't fall for, but I almost did, that was like a proper prank um, in college. Someone did the saran wrap under the toilet seat thing in the dorms. I did not fall for it, but I saw it and I was like, that's not for me. Yikes. Yeah. I actually have one. This is is kind of funny. Um, Let me pull up a little music for you here. I want sweet nostalgic music for this one. Sweet nostalgic (laughs) music? (laughs) I don't have, well, let me see. Sing it. Well, that's worse. That's okay. <laughs> so, um, the former music director of the Toledo Symphony, Andrew Massey, uh, he, I, he 
cast four different violinists to play um, each of the Vivaldi Four Seasons, and I was playing Winter. And he, he knew I was kind of a new music guy. And about half an hour before the concert, I was warming up, and this sheet of paper gets slipped under my door. And it's, it says, Cadenza for Winter by Andrew Massey. And I was like, am I supposed to play <laughs> this? It was not easy. It was certainly not sight readable. And I didn't really know what to do. I looked out the door and nobody was there. <laughs> so I, I started playing it. And so like 20 some, I maybe wasted, I guess. I, 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 I spent about 20 minutes of my warm up playing this cadenza and not really sure where he would want me to put it but he was the music director <laughs> and wow. then so then he told me five minutes before no, 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 that was just a joke I didn't think you'd take it seriously and then um, he then turned that piece into something that he wrote for me later so it's actually a really Aww. fond memory I have but those 20 minutes were not fun. Right. Aren't you glad you didn't break your violin over his head after that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's hard to do that and then play it. Right. You know? Sure. You yeah. need to get a hurdy-gurdy or something. Save it. Save it. Yeah. Yeah. Hurdy-gurdy. hurdy-gurdy. As much fun to say as it is to play. Exactly. But absolutely. The hurdy-gurdy. <laughs> be glad your name isn't Gertie. You'd be hurdy. Hurdy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It is April Fool's after all. I get a free pass, right? <laughs> That's right. Brought yeah. to you by the Hurdy Gurdy Association. <laughs> yes, Hurdy Gurdy Urgent Care. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Now, let's see. So I have another quiz just when you thought it was safe. Oh. I've got an actual quiz about April. Now, April, of course, can mean the month. April can be a name. There can be famous people that are associated with April, either through one of those ways or through a different way. So there are 10 questions to this quiz. I'm going to ask you all the questions, and then we'll go back, and I'll give you the answers. And it's multiple choice, so you get three possibilities for each question. Here is the quiz music. And play along at home. Yeah, totally. Okay. First question, which birthstone is associated with the month of April? Is it the emerald? Is it the diamond? Or is it the ruby? A, B, or C? Answer. <laughs> what famous playwright was born in April? Was it William Shakespeare, Tennessee Williams, or Arthur Miller? A, B, or C? Which national holiday is celebrated in the United States on April 22nd? Is it International Fun at Work Day? Is it National Beer Day? Or is it National Jelly Bean Day? A, B, or C? In what year did the Titanic sink in the month of April? Was it 1909, 1912, or 1921? A, B, or C? Which zodiac signs fall in the month of April? Is it Aries and Taurus? Is it Gemini and Cancer, or is it Pisces and Aquarius? What is the birth flower for April? Is it the Daffodil, is it the Lily of the Valley, or is it the Rose, A, B, or C? In what year did the first modern Olympics begin in April? Was it 1866, was it 1896, or 1926? This music is cracking me up, sorry. <laughs> A, B, or C? 
A couple of questions left here. Which U.S. president was born in April? Was it George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, or John F. Kennedy, A, B, or C? Which of the following actresses was born in April? Was it Angelina Jolie, Emma Watson, or Emma Stone? And finally, in what month is the annual celebration of April the Giraffe held? Is it April, May, or June? A, B, or C? So those are all the questions on our quiz. How would anyone know these? Yeah, well, these are not common knowledge. (laughs) That's the point. We learn something as we go along. (laughs) Oh, there's a point. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. That's it, right? We'll never see you again after this, Tony. Right? <laughs> this game is rigged. Yes. I'm going home. It's quiz show all over. <laughs> all right. Charles Van Doren. That was that was a <laughs> that was an auspicious end to the music there. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's go back, and I'll give the answers. So the first one: which birthstone for April? Is the diamond B? I got it. You got that. (laughs) All right, y'all keep track of how many you got right, so we can figure out the winner. Which famous playwright was born in April? That would be William Shakespeare. A. Yeah. National holiday in U.S. on April 22nd is C. National Jelly Bean Day. Yeah. I put C, but I also wrote Earth Day. It is Earth Day. Yeah. And and the originally the answer was Earth Day, and I thought that was too obvious, so I found a different day okay what year did the titanic sink it was 1912 b suction b i know it was a long time ago yeah which zodiac sign (laughs) falls in the month of april it is a aries and taurus okay yeah you all know your uh your astrology okay what is the birth flower for april it is a the daffodil did anybody get the daffodil no. 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 Okay. <gasps> it was too late for the daffodil. I, I swear, every time. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did I miss? You mean every time there's a florist joke on a radio? Uh, you expect. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be it. May. I get it. <laughs> yeah. You make this. <laughs> for this people, has happened twice. <laughs> for people who are not regular listeners or may have missed one of Mickey's stories, she was a former florist, right? Yes, that's you true. You worked in a floral shop. That's not a joke. No, nope. she was working as a florist when we met. She was a flower, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Just not a daffodil. Nope. What, what month were you born in? Who me? Yeah. Um, <laughs> December. You had to think about that? I did. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the December flower is. Okay. It's just snow. (laughs) (laughs) I figured it was white something. It's supposed to be white anyway. In what year did the first modern Olympics begin in April? It was B, 1896. Which U.S. president was born in April? John F. Kennedy. Taurus. Okay, sorry. Which of the following actresses was born in April? That was also C, Emma Stone. And finally, in what month is the annual celebration of April the giraffe held? What was your guess? I guessed April. I went with June. April. I said June. (laughs) Two Aprils and two Junes. (laughs) I will break the tie. Even though I was born in June, I have to go for April because that is the answer. 
Makes April. Sense. Makes a. sense. I thought it was a trick question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's why I put it. I was tricking you into thinking it was a trick question. Right? Well, I failed. <laughs> <laughs> you fell for my prank. Yeah. Good job, Brad. <laughs> so everybody, uh, <laughs> add up your uh, correct answers and tell me what you got. What'd you do, Aaron? So, in in multiple choice scoring, I would have gotten six, but I got angry at myself because I had thought it was 1912 but entered the letter from okay. 1921. Mm. So you Six. have to you have to put what Six. you what you actually wrote not Six. what you thought afterwards. Mm, yeah. Okay, yeah. Tony. I got a, I got 3. That's Excellent. 30%. I got 8. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh I got an even 4 correct. <laughs> <laughs> So the winner is Merwin Sue. No, wait. <laughs> wait. He got H. Yeah, she got H. Oh. <laughs> April Fools. April Fools. The winner April is the second. Merwin. So wait, yep. wait a second. I, I know it's really hard for a tenor to count past six. It was a joke. Ah. <laughs> really? That's my story. Really? That's my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> All right. First of all, I want to thank you guys for coming. And Derek, thank you for coming for the first time. We hope you come back. Also, thanks to you, Tony, for coming. I asked you at the last minute. You were willing and raring to go, so we always appreciate (laughs) (laughs) We always appreciate when you're on the show. The following is a WGTE breaking news flash. Eyewitnesses have reported seeing flying pigs soaring through the sky over downtown. The pigs, which were spotted with wings strapped to their backs, caused quite a stir among onlookers, with many taking to social media to share photos and videos of the unexpected sight. According to one witness, the pigs appear to be having the time of their lives, squealing with delight as they performed loop-de-loops and barrel rolls in the air. When asked how the pigs had managed to achieve flight, one expert speculated that they may have been trained by a group of enterprising farmers who were hoping to start a new trend in pork-based aviation. While the idea of flying pigs may seem far-fetched, experts are cautioning the public to remain vigilant as the pigs could pose a danger to air traffic if they continue to take to the skies without proper training and equipment. In the meantime, local residents are advised to keep an eye out for any airborne pigs and to report any sightings to the authorities. For WGTE Fake News, I'm Tony Geftis. This program is a production of WGTE Public Media in collaboration with our sponsor, the Toledo Symphony, with generous support from the Rita Barber Kern Foundation. You can download episodes of this program as a podcast by going to our website at wgte.org lab. You can also subscribe to us through your podcast app of choice, including Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. Don't forget to check out all the upcoming events at the Symphony by visiting their website at ToledoSymphony.com and their various social media outlets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find the TSO streaming platform online at stream.artstoledo.com. My thanks to Merwin Sue, Tony Geftis, Mickey Emsch, and Derek Emsch. I'm Brad Cresswell. This has been Toledo Symphony Lab from FM 91.